Hey everybody, we're about to start this show here, but just note that we had a bit of a difficulty with the recording for whatever reason. The microphone was off, so I had to do a lot of smoothing over to make sure it sounded as good as I possibly could make it. It still has a little bit of issue, but just try to have fun with us, because we had a lot of fun recording this special bonus podcast episode concerning Comic-Con. Thank you. We are now recording, and this is now with Aaron and Abe, Comic-Con edition. I am Aaron, Abe is the other Comic-Con, but I have a special show, and for you guys, Allows a Film Podcast, of course, which is Abe and I will discuss movies, but like I've got these special bonus episodes, and this is quite the bonus episode, because, as I said, this is a Comic-Con special. I have with me a group of people, one of which is very special to me, others less so, but still, <laughs> happy to have them here. <laughs> um... So what's going to happen is we're going to talk about what happened at Comic-Con. We've just come back. It's Saturday night late. We are all tired. Some of us might pass out during this episode, but we'll see what happens anyway. But going on the table to introduce the guests that joined me to talk on the podcast for Comic-Con for now, uh, we have Ms. Anna Bosch. Good morning or good night. Either one. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Founder of Why So Blue, it's Brian White. Hello. <laughs> mm, Contributing writer to Why So Blue, it's Brian Anderson. Hi, nice to meet all of you. <laughs> also contributing to Wise of Blue and a friend of the show, been on many times, Jordan Grout. Hello! How are all of you doing today at this round table we're sitting at? Mm. Exhausted. Yeah? Tired. I'm gonna be it's honest. Been a long few days. <laughs> I'm s- I have so much energy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, good. That's what we want. What? We'll see how long it goes. We'll try to get as close as can so we can all go to sleep. We're back from Saturday at Comic Con, which means that we are all in. Hall, we're, we're, some of us were in Hall H for all of the day, the big hall. We're not going to talk about that for like another half an hour because <laughs> we have the other days to go through. What happened? What did we do? What so there was preview night. Who cares? We were in the show. We were on the showroom floor. What did you see? Anything, Brian? Did you see anything cool on the showroom floor? You're taking taking a lot of pictures. Well, actually, you know, I spent the night standing in line for all age to stay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually, um, much to my surprise, uh, the convention on the floor was pretty much owned by the Justice League this year. Mm-hmm. I did not expect. There was a big Batmobile. There was a big Batmobile. There was DC Entertainment. There was uh, Warner Brothers. There was also DC Collectors. I mean, there was a big presence. There were Lego figures. Yeah, there's DC. Flash. Yeah. They had Flash, and they had Thor. Yeah. There was an old man Mark Hamill, as I call him, <laughs> or Mark Hamill on Wednesdays. But uh, uh, yeah, honestly, I spent about an hour before Corey dragged me into uh, Hall H line just to. All right. Anybody else have anything cool from preview night before we move on? I uh, Lego uh, statue had of Thor and. Um, that was well, that was the everyday though. He's talking to but these exhibit because we're not going to talk about yeah. it. But yeah, yeah. The, the Thor one, the Thor, Thor and Flash, and uh, Flash and Old Man Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah. I, That's probably my favorite. I love that. I liked I miss all the of those. Old Man Mark Hamill. I missed that. I was on the other side. Yeah. You'll see him in the movie. He was kind of by like where the not Lego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh, I mean, hopefully. I wasn't part of the really realistic statue presentation that was kind of right middle. Uh, the three of us, Aaron and Joy. the um. The, not the, the yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The, uh, um, with all the Marvel, it's like Farland toys, yeah. it's the side show, side yes, yeah, yeah, those were amazing. I, oh, I love yeah, those. yeah, I'm gonna buy them all, but I, <laughs> I was impressed with the uh, Star Wars room, I wasn't expecting a whole room within a room. Oh, yeah, you haven't been here for a couple of years, they've yes. been doing that now. Last yeah. year was a little more impressive because oh. they had the Rogue One costumes inside there, this mm-hmm. year they just had like Mian Nub 
And like one other person, it was like, we got awesome Petco posters. We did. We got got awesome (laughs) Petco posters. And the the Yoda ears they were giving me and stuff like that. Yoda ears? We could be doing a podcast with Yoda ears on. (laughs) (laughs) Missed opportunity. Luke Skywalker, Landseater. Did you see it out on the street? They had, no, they, they, they had the kids out, two kids in it, out on the street. <laughs> I saw the YouTube, <laughs> the there was a YouTube video of it, I didn't. I just realized, okay, that's what that is, but then we saw it when we were in the hall, oh, yeah, yeah. and we saw like the display of it, yeah. and the kids were sitting in it. It's cool, it looks like it's floating, because you can't see the wheels are tucked really mm-hmm. tight underneath And there were Vaseline on the lens of the camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. I would want one. Had, next to them, they had a display of the lightsaber so you can take a photo up. Mm-hmm. Thing. Oh. So I got a picture of on, and they took a picture of me, and then I, as I did it, I hit the lightsaber the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> it turned off. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> was just really upset. Yeah, they told him this drone was not. Force was not All right. So if that's disaster out of the... They turned back on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they got it. Um, Thursday. What happened Thursday? Thursday, we were all in Hall H. You guys were all in Hall H. Most yeah. three of us were yeah. in Hall H. The first panel of the day was Kingsman. the Kingsman panel, right? That's great. Uh huh. We got as we got into Hall H, they handed us bags. What were in those bags, guys? The shirt and your favorite. Oh, the fidget spinner <laughs> is a microphone. I, this is a fidget spinner. I hope not. I have props for that. I just love visual props. Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, we got exclusive orange Tuxedo t-shirts, so also we'll wear them all the time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we saw we saw the Kingsman panel, so they showed us... Because uh, the Archer is, uh, cartoon at the beginning. Yeah, very, that was fun. Which that is very fun. appropriate. I never thought of that, but it makes perfect sense. It was an Archer-Kingsman uh, mashup, and then... Um, yeah. Then what, the, uh, the cast came out and everything? And then they showed the first ten, ten, ten minutes. Yeah, show like the a whole opening yeah. car chase sequence. Great. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Channing Tatum fight, and then uh, yeah, the introduction to Julianne's character. And then the best <laughs> scene of all time, <laughs> the, the Julianne scene, who plays like a, like a, a Martha Stewart uh, Poppy. Uh, Poppy Land. Um, she makes burgers that are certainly there's something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they look good on the outside. I don't know about the meat though. Hmm. It's, it's a little a little tricky there. Uh, but King, looking forward to Kingsman. Like oh, of course. Kingsman. It's got Matthew Bonds back and everything. It was, and uh, what, what was it? Uh, Jonathan Ross was hosting the panel. That was fun. I like Jonathan Ross. So that was fun to see him like hosting the panel. And everything. Um, after King, uh, married to Dan Goldman, the yeah. writer. Of the I was kind of disappointed though that Bolton. I was kind of hoping they would sneak something in, in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and Fox though, like it was originally listed as this panel, right? And yeah. it said Deadpool, or like you kind of assumed Deadpool. It came obviously because the coming up soon, and then Deadpool took as a and Predator, something. and Predator, yeah, the Shane yeah. Black's Predator movie. Yeah. that would have been a fun surprise. Yeah, but uh, nope, just all Kingsman all the time. Well, so that's <laughs> but, but really, it, it, it was so much fun. It was a, yeah, it was I, a fun I didn't movie. mind it. For sure. <laughs> um, after that was the Brigsby Bear panel, as far as Hall H goes, was didn't the Brigsby Bear panel. Oh, wait, no, I, I saw, saw 10 minutes and it was a nightmare. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't see all The panel, so the, what they did panel is they, they showed the first 12 minute minutes of Brigsby Bear. Um, I've seen the film at this point. I think it's a good film I'd recommend. But like, after they show a point to a point and they cut it where you don't know what's going to happen from there, and then the entire panel is focused on not telling you what happens and, you know, the rest of the. 80 minutes to go on this movie and it was a strange this is a movie that stars Kyle Mooney from Saturday Night Live he co-wrote it and stars in it um, it also features Mark, old man Mark Hamill um, as his dad um, um, and there's a show he watches called Brigsby Bear it resembles a kind of old fashioned children's 80's TV show with like a big like a, bear, a guy in a bear cut type thing um, the panel is what, what you're alluding to yeah um 
it's just like there's no charisma on the panel. Uh, the answers were a bit lackluster and just they didn't seem like they wanted to be there. It was a lot like it's it was awkward. There's a dry humor to it as far as the yeah. jokes are being told to it. It just yeah. it doesn't translate well to you know you have six thousand people sitting in front of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the obscure quirky indie Brigsby Bear may not be the best thing. I mean, I, I mean, I like the idea that Paul H can accommodate like smaller films in between these bigger things, but at the but same time, it doesn't always work. work. I didn't get a sense of what the movie was. Which, yeah, because they're holding, right, talking about right, it. Right, yeah, and you told me what happened. I won't say it, but it, it made me want to see it based on what, off what you said. Mm-hmm. And the trailers in the panel, like, if I were just judging by that, I would not see the movie. Well, as you've heard, you've heard it here first. I've said that it's pretty good, and Jordan said he'd probably see it based on how I described it. So there's the well, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if they marked it the way you described it and gave away plot points that you said, mm-hmm. then I I would uh, not, yeah, because there's like be more excited. There's a it's up a world at the beginning. I wouldn't say it's like a, a twist. That's what happens at the first. The first act essentially it's just it's the first act. Like, it just kind of goes yeah. to a place. Regardless, that's pretty good. What else happened? I've been talking about. What, Brian, what did you do after after Kingsman stuff? I went and stood in line for Hall H. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be a running theme for you. <laughs> How about you, Brian? What about I you? saw this very underwhelming uh, world exclusive, extra extra super awesome premiere of. A show called Med- or Medina is how they pronounced okay. it. It was it's the first <laughs> uh, Middle Eastern sci-fi fantasy oh, that's show. What, that's the show yes, yes. Okay. It was was it was not good. Natasha Henstridge and Eric Roberts. Focus on Middle Eastern superheroes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and multiple Australian stars and uh, there was a there was which was impressive. There was a on the panel they brought in. The Qatari stars that had shot in Qatar, and there were five or so on the panel. And one of them had this very awesome, heartwarming story about how he had always seen comic stuff, things from his childhood, and he'd been interested in this mass media thing that it happens here in Diego. And living in, in Qatar, it's not the easiest thing for him to go there. And he said it was amazing that the first thing he got to go was, was as a panelist. And it was really this nice moment. But then they showed footage from the show, and it was not good. It was, it was, it was, just. <laughs> so he won't it, be returning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it. it's not. He won't be back. It's not picked up for distribution by anybody yet. And is this a movie or a show? It's a show. They finished filming a whole season of this show. So there's just no. It has network. No, exactly. It, 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 See, I didn't think Eric Roberts picks bad projects. I didn't think that Eric Roberts picked good projects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Eric Roberts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm in the crowd soon. Natasha Hensford uh, was charming on the panel, and that was a, a nice little treat. I, I hadn't seen her in anything since Species, and I loved that movie as a guilty pleasure for my whole life. So I was like, oh, you know, as a fan of Species, it was nice to see Natasha Hensford's panel not a total waste of time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jordan, what else were you up to on Friday? Or on Thursday, sorry. I saw the Netflix panel okay. with uh, Bright, which oh, Bright. was awesome. The, the Will Smith, Joel Edgerton, and Mustache. And Mustache, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Death Note, which I, I'm not excited for. It's yeah. like everything. I was also at a panel on a live. Yeah. Corey stayed behind while I vacated the Hall H line to go in there. Mm-hmm. Stood by the press pit, but I, I concur with uh, Jordan that Death Note really didn't really hold my interest. It just felt too low budget. I don't know what it was, it just felt cheesy, but uh, Bright actually 
looked pretty cool. I was you're laughing at me. I'm not laughing at you. No, I'm not. Typically, not my proverbial cup of tea. Because well, I'm, I'm just reminded that you were at odds with what to think about Suicide Squad when it came out. This David Ayer movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's always that that rule where you you know you get to make a woman in your life happy, and uh, yeah, it's, Sprite was cool. I, even that Sprite that was a uh, multicolors or a pixie, whatever it was. Uh, didn't even turn me off. Wait, the what? The pixie. Oh, oh, in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, David Ayer is such like a wild card. Yeah. Director. Actor. That I I love his films, but they're not being tampered with. Oh, terrible. <laughs> well, it's like um, I watched Sabotage like before it came out. I know it's completely different when it was released in theaters. Like, they cut it up, they reshot it. That's yeah, it is. And when I saw the test screen, it was really good. Hmm. When I saw uh, in theaters again, because I told people about it, it's like, it's so much fun. Uh, it was a nightmare. It's garbage, the theatrical cut. And same with Suicide Squad. Uh, so I feel like he gets a, a bad rap because so many movies get torn apart by the studio uh, and it still has his name on it. That he's, he's really not given chance by the audience, but then he does something like Fury, which is completely all him, and it's it's terrific. I love Fury. So uh, when he discussed how Netflix pretty much gave him free reign to do what he wanted, I'd be very excited for it. Well, it seems like that that's a neat thing. I mean, that's a whole different discussion as far as online distribution and whatnot. But there does seem to be a level of creative freedom that filmmakers are afforded, which is why I'm not surprised you get filmmakers going to Netflix and mm-hmm. Amazon, would happy to do things because they're mm-hmm. getting more free reign even if it's at an expense of a budget but Bright seems like a pretty expensive movie based off what I've seen yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it has Will Smith in it so that's yeah, but, but, that's but, 50 million right there they asked someone Will Smith like how would you partake in this and kind of talk about the big budget you know it'd be an LA feature but he also gave a good reason you know if this is he, he would like to say he's been on the forefront of this he doesn't know where this is going to go this home movie watching versus theatrical mm-hmm. but he did explain you know why he wanted to be a part of this project, and that was pretty cool. But in all honesty, I just really wanted to get jiggy with it, the Willie style. So I was all there in support of him. I, I was surprised that uh, Max Landis wasn't there because there. he seems to be at every Comic Con that uh, with his name attached to it. He's busy on the streets, walking Comic Con, living it. Probably. Um, Anything else on the Thursday? Yeah, you and I went to that Rocco's Modern Life panel. That is true. That, which I enjoyed. I'm a big fan of though when I was a child. Um, Nickelodeon's doing this whole revamping of these old shows, bringing them back for new, new audiences and old audiences alike. Um, this was a Rocco's Modern Life movie that they were uh, promoting. Static Cling. Yes, Static Cling. It uh, brings the characters back from where the series ended, whatever it was, 20 years ago. 1996. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And the panel was, you know, all those. It was uh, Carl was Rocky and the other people who. Tommy. There you go. As well. Yes. Um, so you had these actors up there on. You know, it was just amazing to see them immediately stepped into those voices. And it, it was. Uh, and they talked about the process of returning to these characters and how now they're actually more comfortable in them because they've done much more voice work over the years that they can get back into these characters and they've got all these new ideas for them now and how this writing was just like natural. Oh, what could Rocco get into in 2017 that, that he couldn't, you know, that didn't exist in 1903? 
Um, great. It was yeah, that was a fun that was fun to see. I, I'm a huge fan of Rocco's Modern Life, like Nicktoon back in the day, and so like seeing like the character sketches or whatnot, it was neat. It was just neat to be reminded to show, show again. Um, and I was in that room for three panels in a row because just three things that I wanted to see. Right there. <laughs> I was at the Rocco thing after that was a conversation with Robert Kirkman where he just basically stood up and did like a one man show talking about whatever. It was just a Q and A driven um, uh, panel. No real like news. It's just he's a, he's an entertaining guy. Like he's he's a kind of Kevin Smith like quality mm-hmm. where he can he can both you know have projects as a Walking Dead and Invincible which is being turned into a movie and Outcast which is a Cinemax show and a comic that are going at the same time with each other. Um, and it's very self deprecating. He's a fun guy to listen to. How old is he? How old is he? How old is he? He's I gotta say low you know, like early forties at most. He made me feel old. What he said the other day. How's so? He mentioned that he got his inspiration for zombies by turning on a Romero movie that came on when he was growing up in 1990, mm-hmm. and he was surprised that a black and white movie came on TV. He's like, what is this? I never saw a black and white movie before. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, black and white TV's growing up. <laughs> Uh, after, that, after that panel was the Bat Mask of the Phantasm mm-hmm. panel. That was the um, one our archive has taken a moment there to bring it. comes out on Blu-ray this coming Tuesday from the day of this recording. Um, and they've completely did a whole, full remaster of the film. So anyone that's had the DVD for years can finally get a Blu-ray upgrade. And it looks terrific. They showed the first eight minutes of the film. Um, and that's just projected at like, you know, a Comic-Con projector and the panel like on a real 1080p. Mm-hmm. You know, television able to look great, even better than it already did because I certainly know what that DVD looks like compared to what this what the new trans looks like. And um, uh, Tim, Kevin Conroy uh, were there. The, um, the um, uh, but no, that was that was a fun time. Yeah, I, I stepped into the last twenty minutes or so. Of that mm-hmm. caught the 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 best part of it, I guess. The, them showing the new the not the new footage, but the remastered footage, yeah. which looked great. I'm really excited about that. Mask of Phantasm is one of my favorite movies. It's a great Batman movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's excellent. So to see that to have that on Blu-ray will be really awesome. Very cool. Uh, um, let's get Friday. Okay. Keep this thing going. Um, Anna, mm-hmm. we got to go to the Leica experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. There is a pop-up experience on in the Gasoline District. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what, did we, what did we get to Leica? Um, in Leica, we saw the props and the models for each of the movies. We started like a timeline with the first film. Right? Coraline, yeah. Coraline and then Paranorman. Mm-hmm. And then after Paranorman, Box Trolls, and then, of course... Most people should know by now, Kubo, right? Kubo and the Two Strings, yes. Um, it was really neat. That was fun, and to see those models like in real life. Yeah, it's like the team like brought in a lot of the models they worked on, or mm-hmm. like as many. It's, it's a shop, so it's kind of what they could fit in. Like they talked about the, the I mean, Kubo has the, their biggest model, for, which is the um, the big skull, the, 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 the sort of. They <laughs> made a joke that the reason why they're always known for having the largest one is because they just keep adding something taller on top of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> good for them. And also, first in 3D, what was it? The, the 3D, 3D 3D printing was 3D like, printing. that's like a thing they, like, Patent. patented, essentially. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like a thing, that, as wow. far as making making models for motion mm-hmm. uh, film, what have you. Interestingly enough, side mm-hmm. note, uh, one of my old co-workers, his dad had owned one of the first 3D printing businesses, mm-hmm. and they sold them their first printers. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Company. 
Look at that. It's an exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was cool. And they had the um, so Nike, so Nike, which oh, coincidentally yeah. happens to be involved with Lego, not because <laughs> Travis Knight, the son <laughs> of Phil Knight, um, <laughs> the owner of Nike, um, is you know one of the creative minds in Lego, um, and president of Lego. Not, not nothing to do with each other, but Nike has um, exclusive Nike shoes. Um, theme to each film. So there's like a, a Coraline <laughs> shoe and a doctoral shoe, and you can't to win these shoes or whatnot. Uh-huh. The Kuba like, ones, like an Air Jordan. Kuba ones, ones are Air Jordan. Paranormal ones are ones that like glow in the dark underneath. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the core. The, 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 the Paranormal and the Coraline ones, they both have like glowing aspects of them. But it was neat. It was neat to see like, it was, like you could see the shoes. There, How many so. did you buy? Oh, I bought 17 pairs. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, so I could sell one. <laughs> and keep keep four of each from others. And just wear them like each for like a month. That makes sense. And get rid of them, as you do with Nike. That's the only sense to me. Um, so I was like, no, like, I mean, I'm a huge fan, so it was cool to see like, here's like a prop series. And panel stuff. What happened? Brian, you apparently waited. What, what was going on all H on Friday? Yeah, so all H started off with the bang, with the big bang theory. Yeah. Uh, celebrating their... 15th? 16th, 17th, 10th Yeah. I think it's their first time in uh, Hall H, actually. They've been in ballroom. Yeah, they're in ballroom 20th, yeah. Then that followed up with, I, I believe it was Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Fear the Dead and the Walking Dead, yeah. Yeah, um, where they basically made fun of everybody and the cast being British. Mm-hmm. And then that followed up by The Walking Dead, which was a lot tamer than I thought it would be. I don't remember them, them being that tame. Even, uh, the, the whole cast was pretty tame on that panel. I didn't get to it this year. I've gone to pretty much all the Walking Dead panels in the past, including when it was originally like 6 BDCF for the first season, yeah. when it was not popular. Um, and now it's in Hall H and it's like a thing but last season really sucked because there was the whole cliffhanger of who Negan killed and so they yeah, couldn't talk about anything speaking, last year speaking of Negan uh, mm-hmm. you know Morgan he, he, he was like the life of that panel uh, you know every joke revolved around him he was the, the heart of that panel but uh, following that up was Game, Game of Thrones boring but it, it was kind of like Westworld like it was it wasn't that uh, climactic for me I, I didn't pick up my prize yet from the Game of Thrones panel mm-hmm. but it was cool to be around it's a like it's a thing with those these like the HBO ones seem to be that specifically where they have like these big sprawling casts and they have a mod who's moderating the Game of Thrones oh Hodor oh, Hodor was Hodor. good oh that's pretty good yeah, yeah. so, so there's a lot of Hodor jokes and he, yeah. he was sweet on Gwendolyn he, he tried to grab about three times hmm. on the panel. Well, they're both eight feet tall. So. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, it's, they have these giant casts, and like they have a moderator, and they just ask us all these clips to try to get to every single cast. They're not like they're not doing much, right? It's not. It's kind of not that engaging. Yeah. Which are like blooper reel and like a death. That you know, death I gotta be honest something. with you. Uh, you know, talking about Game of Thrones now, Hodor did a great job of. Uh, I don't mean to know his real name really. Moderate. But, <laughs> yeah, did a great job of moderating the panel. So uh, he pretty much. He made sure that everybody answered questions, and he had specific questions for each of the cast members oh, on the good. panel uh, before even opening up to the audience. I would say that he went around that, that board about four times. Well, so. he did what was needed. He's pretty It's just kind of dry channel. Just the best model. Okay. <laughs> Trust me on that one. What's, what else happened on uh, Friday? Brown uh, My first thing was the psych reunion movie sneak peek. Oh, I know. You know about that. What's yeah. going on with <laughs> Good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> it was it was amazing. Um, it's been three or four years since Sykes has been on the air. It had eight seasons. Excellent show. I, 
excellent and like B plus quality show. As far as USA characters, local shows, shows. totally. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. To ha- it's a very self-referential. Lots of just just build these inside jokes in. So if you watch all the late seasons, by the end you're getting like the episodes got some callback or something like that. So this reunion slash movie reveal panel was just callbacks like the whole time. It's just all the cast except for Tim uh, Tim Tim Munson. Yes, Amundsen. Amundsen. Yes, he was the only one. Uh, Detective Lasseter wasn't there, but uh, everybody else was there. It was great to see them all again. They showed a couple a clip from the movie and then like a little warm up clip of them getting ready to get, be back in the movie. Dulé Hill and Jordé have this amazing chemistry in real life that translates really well on the screen, and having them on this panel was just great. They brought a lot of energy, made me really excited. And in like this made for USA movie comes out in December. It's like it's really far away. It's so small, but it, this was like, all oh, right, these characters are back. Like, very cool. Yeah, these characters are welcome. They're welcome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also saw. I did a lot of Ballroom 20 on, on Friday. Yeah. Uh, there was this this, this this ridiculous panel called Brave New Warriors. Uh, it was kind of... It's like a bunch of dudes hanging out. It was out a bunch of dudes. dudes. <laughs> it, was, it was the Ogle the, the Gemin panel. It, it had uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things, Chris Me from the new show Happy that's coming out, and from SQ. Um, Colin O'Donoghue from Once Upon a Time, he plays Captain Hook. Richard Rankin from Atlander. He's Scottish, I think that was the only thing I got him. Uh, Rodrigo Santoro, who's in Westworld and, mm-hmm. and played Xerxes in 300, and Ricky Whittle from American Gods. And so it was like these these really attractive men and David Harbour, who was more of like funny, but he's still, he's got a little ruggedness to him. And like the audience was just like all women just like screaming and, and going crazy the whole time. It was really funny. It was it was meant to be kind of a hey all playing these new characters genres for sure yeah exactly and you know you're kind of newer actors in these roles let's introduce you to the world essentially even though they've been in the show you know, a little, little while now but it was the, the questions were were in it was it was just this like light really fun panel I I had a lot of fun with it and all the ladies around me were having a lot of fun with it they were very entertained by by these men which I. I I got into it. Was, it was fun. It was a really fun thing to go to. Yeah. Jordan, what were you up to on uh, Friday? Uh, Friday, I was waiting in line for Saturday, but I did a chance to go to Star Trek Discovery uh, pop-up uh, costume exhibit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was great. I can't wait for it. Uh, but the costumes are sort of hit or miss. Uh, the new, new ones, it's almost like they're too... Like, they're over-designed. Almost like a Transformers <laughs> uh, figure. Mm. Uh, it's just too much to them, and and they have some of the original crew member outfits, and there's a beauty and there's simplicity uh, that's just missing from their all new high tech designs, and, and it, it sort of clashes. But you know, despite that, it's it still looks great, and and the costumes are still a blast to look at, even if you know I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the design. Uh, there, there's a lot of uh, a, a time and energy and passion that that got into them. Is, and he, reading, is he reading for something? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. No. He's reading from his memory. Okay. He's trying to convince us that Star Trek's worth it. So I think it's gonna be worth oh, it. Oh, he had me at the hello. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. On the CBS All Access. So yeah, <laughs> I'm very excited. I've always seen like one view like in like on a theater thing on like a screen screen. It's coming to CBS All Access, which is big. It's big time, Aaron. You can't. Can't denigrate CBS all, all access. I would like to point out, had yep. I not been waiting in Hall H, mm-hmm. 
This is from 2.30 to 8.30 on Friday night. I would have went to the Shot Screen Factory panel, too. I, I missed that one. I wanted to go to that. They got some reveals in there. I just I saw that online later on. Um, I know, what, what, The Strangers was one of them. Misery was one of them. Cool. This was already announced, but the Dawn of the Dead Zack Snyder remake yeah, was one of them. But they brought saying that. Silent Nightly Nights, another one of them. They got, they got a, they got a, it's Shout Scream Factory. They got cool stuff coming, and it's, it's neat to see the reveals. And I got Shout Factory Pin Pack, which I, Scream Factory Pin Pack. That's, that's like the one thing I like to get from it. It's free. I don't have to pay for it every year, but I get It's like the one shopping item I go for in the hall. Um, what else? Friday. Yeah, there's a lot of waiting for stuff on Friday, though. But we did another thing. We went to a, we went to a panel on Location Scouts. That's right. Location Scout panel, and I'm not going to say these names correctly, but... There was Kokai, mm -hmm. right? Million Dollar Baby, Shawshank Redemption, Robert Oaks, La La Land, Terminator 2. So these are filmmakers. They, they, uh, they go go out and they do the location scouting yes, films. They, so they work find with the, the director and designer trying to find the... to basically bring um, the film to life. Any film, you know, every apartment. As far as where they're going to shoot it. Right. And yeah, so they had other filmmakers there too. And it was really neat. It's insightful because they go through the process. I'm talking about how... It's, kind of, it's rough because you go out there and there's some land they're talking about like Native Americans where a lot of the land is sacred. So for the woman that worked on Sicario, was saying how there were these mountains and they couldn't shoot these mountains at all. So they had to find similar mountains that were... Like on the land, but like a part that they didn't worry about as much. Right, but like they were very um, tight on how everyone was taking out their cameras to take pictures because if anything was shot in that direction, basically they could get shut down. Um, same thing with military bases, and everyone has to go through a full like, FBI like, background check, and it can be very long and strenuous um, stuff. It's so, a neat panel to see. It was like... really neat. Uh, see, there was the woman that worked in Jurassic Park, um, she really liked working in Hawaii mm -hmm. more because she was joking say how like the jungle for locations and there's snakes and you don't have Hawaii I guess I've never been to Hawaii mm -hmm. so I was like I'll take her report. They haven't gone over there. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Um, but no, it's it's a really neat panel and I we discussed this on Braun and even you, Aaron. Like Hall H is usually the thing where everyone wants to get into, but there are these really cool smaller panels to go to and like that one is like that was my favorite panel probably yeah, there's a, it's a mix kind of like education which <laughs> tries <laughs> to make that as cool as i can <laughs> also just things that you can kind of fan over like just just things that are smaller they don't get like huge to get things that you like a bunch of people that, that like the same thing as you mm -hmm. can also we'll talk a little bit more about later when we get some other panels that we saw but that was, that was a cool one because i've done that before and it's just it's it is a lot of work so it was just neat to see a panel on that we also were able to get into Hall H on Friday. Uh, we were able to get in for Preacher. A, little, a few minutes into Preacher. But we still got in for most of Preacher. It was like 18 Preacher. minutes after. Yeah, but we still got into the Preacher panel, which was pretty good. I like Preacher. I'm a fan of Joe, fan of the comic and the TV show. I really uh -huh. like what Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg have been able to do with it. Se second season, especially for people that are familiar with the comics, because they're on a road trip now. I'm doing one town for the entire season. Uh, but they showed a grip from the episode cup on Monday. I don't need to get into that because you can literally watch that episode probably right around the same podcast is available to you to listen to. <laughs> um, but after that, we are in for the Defenders panel. Um, this is the Netflix series that combines the forces of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, everyone's favorite, obviously. Um, <laughs> and that, that was a fun panel. But before they all came out, John Bernthal showed up. They had Jeff Loeb was moderating the panel. 
Um, John Bernthal comes up and says, Hey, it's me, John Bernthal. And I have some for Punisher. So he shows some for Punisher, which looked pretty cool. Like, I, these Netflix ones or the Marvel stuff, I've enjoyed them for the most part. I got finished that Iron Fist. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I think they're four episodes too long, but still, for the most part, I think it's pretty enjoyable. And I... From what I've seen with Punisher, it looks to be following suit just a lot more graphically because Punisher is not, right. not the nicest of heroes. Uh, but after that, violent. yeah, after that though, Fender Cast all came out, all all of them and all that. And they're talking about it and everything, and that's fine. You're listening to them talk. But then at the end of the panel, they're like, "Why don't we do some stuff?" And I'm thinking, "Okay, they show us a trailer, or they're going to show a highlight reel or something." They showed us the entire first episode of the Defenders, <laughs> which was cool to see. Um, for those that haven't been following each of these shows, I could say you could probably jump into this and pretty much get what's going on. They do. There's a lot of like introductory stuff to each of the characters, so you get a vibe of who they are. If you have watched the shows, I think you can recognize the kind of signature stamp that each of them has. Like mm-hmm. Luke, Luke Cage has kind of a, a, sepia. a sepia, yellowish tint to it, and it has, you know it's set in Harlem, and it has more hip hop music going on. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones is like a Norish blues and what have you kind of take daredevils he's just beat mopey <laughs> red uh okay and then you know you have the white eye over there as iron's doing his thing like and then sorority leaves the villain and that's cool like, she's like i don't know who she is but she seems very, she's got problems but regardless we're one episode in we're one episode that's the good thing it's, it's only eight episodes <laughs> and we already got one down so if the, re- if the rest of these netflix shows are only eight episodes i'd be down with that the yeah. defenders eight episodes and we're one in Good. We can start episode two when it premieres in August. And you skip something. What did I skip? No, you not like really skip, but like Seth Rogen is saying how he is replacing Dominic Cooper oh, yeah. for anyone that's following the show. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. There's a guy asking uh, Seth Rogen if I ever play a character and he joked and he responded, yeah, I'm going to Dominic Cooper and then it's going to be called Rabbi for now. I'm So that, yeah. That was- that's fun. Like, we were all talking about like panels, and Brian, you brought up like Westworld, and we'll, of course we'll get to that. But um, like Preacher, like that's a fun. We're doing a bad stamp on Westworld. <laughs> 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 we're, we're average, like, we have, there's so much big stuff we're gonna talk about yeah. in, right. in, the ne- in the next day, and we're talking, talking about how bad Westworld. Talking on the level of like engagement <clears throat> of panels, like it's it does make it a little more attractive. So like the Preacher ones. For sure. Of course, engaging. Um, I can't remember the other people guys. that are like comedians that are like the showrunners on their shows. <laughs> the guy's casting. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Joseph Gilligan. Like, he's casting on, on He's Preacher. quite a character. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, I think that's all of Friday. I think the rest of Friday was mostly us waiting in line for okay. Saturday. Yes. Yes. I had the Batman and Harley Quinn premiere. Oh, yeah. You saw, you saw the Batman yeah. and Harley Quinn? that go? Which was really good. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. A big fan of the Batman animated series, as we talked about, just talking about them out. And Bruce, did Bruce Tim direct it? <coughs> Bruce Tim directed uh, He wrote it. He wrote it. Uh, uh, no, Bruce Lee, <coughs> just Bruce Tim. Sam, Sam Liu was the director. He okay. also directed uh, uh, Killing Joke. Yeah. Didn't go over well. Okay. Uh, this is better. This is better. Okay. Uh, funny. It's it's really it's like a, this goofy, like buddy cop duo kind of thing. It's a trio because Nightwing is there as well. Oh, good. Batman, Nightwing, <laughs> and Harley Quinn have to solve this problem that they had with Poison Ivy and Floronic Man, who's kind of a new <laughs> Batman the animated series villain. He's in the comics, but this is they dove deep for this one, and uh, voice acting is great. Um, Obviously, Kevin Conroy is amazing. He's, he's like such a great oh, Batman. Yeah, they have. Like, well, yeah. <coughs> is it like a, the animation? Does it kind of resemble it is animated series? Batman animated series. Like, it, it's it's similar, more similar to the New Adventures of Batman and Robin, 
Um, but they have the Batman animated series, Batmobile in there. Cool. They have the Red Skies. They have like the the score comes in in pieces. So it's like no, I'm interested in yeah, seeing it. Before it's, it's like feels, feels like like Batman animated series ended, and then like you know this is like a little side story that they that they made for. It's like oh, let's get but voice acting is different. Harley Quinn played by uh, Melissa Rauch is her yeah, yeah. For, from, for Big Theory. He's played by Pat Brewster, so they have these kind of like showcase voices that they've got in there, and they talked about that. Like Warner Brothers has been doing this kind of like we bring these old animations back, where we have we continue with the Justice League or whatever, but we'll have a featured voice. And so you know, Melissa Rauch's uh, Poison Ivy is different than the one we've gotten in the animated series, but it's, it brings a new little flavor to it. It was really nice to see. Let's talk about the most important part of that. What's that? It's the first 4K title they're going to offer. It's oh. going to be in 4K. It comes out in late uh, late August, August 29th, 4K. Something like that. And, it, and they do fathom event for it on the 13th of August. You wow. can see it in theaters. Okay. Uh, which will be fun. It's, it's a fun thing. If, in the, if I'm in the right one, I'll see 4K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I was on a um, Regal, it'll probably be 4K. <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. It was like more funny than Batman the Animated Series. Like, it was like they were going for this kind of action comedy feel about it. Cool. And uh, Sam Liu, the director, was talking about how like, he's directed more animated action. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Timm's like, I wanted to add in a bunch of. After Killing Joke, we wanted to have something funny. To bring things back to the light. Yes, to have something that wasn't just dark and and like the gritty thing. So they had they you know were thinking of the story. And Kevin Conroy was saying like I wanted to do some light. I wanted to do something more. <laughs> it wasn't just like drowning in sense the whole time so that it seems to have worked i like a lot big fan of the series very cool this just felt like we're stepping right back into the series all these all these characters it was a lot of fun great you've you single-handedly got me excited for <laughs> yeah. now. Now, like that fathom events now intriguing <clears throat> um, and then really quickly just yeah. to, uh, i also saw the little sneak peek of the gifted the fox series oh, that yeah. takes place in the x-men universe brian singer's directed the first episode he wasn't on the panels which i was kind of a, Appreciated that they had the entire cast series. It was this panel of like seventeen people, <laughs> which is ridiculous because they can't talk to all of them. They like went do one question, went on the whole panel, and then you're like, like, oh great, well, now we're done. So, but uh, it was interesting. It, it's I'm a big fan of Legion, which was on uh, on FX. They have the same kind of creative director for the Fox animated, or sorry, Fox X Men universe TV series. Cool. So there's a person kind of in charge. Legion and the Gifted don't fit together mm-hmm. they said specifically we will not see these crossover with each other they were saying you know it's still kind of part you'll have references to the end you'll you'll have questions that take place across all of these things It'll feel familiar it will it, it's a shared universe like what mm-hmm. we're doing with everything now so uh, i liked it it hasn't quite captured me they only have 10 minutes, 10 minutes or 12 okay. 12-ish minutes uh introduces the characters and kind of the idea of what's going on that there's this underground railroad kind of mutant thing there's some kind of law that's been put in place where it's illegal to be a mutant um, or to not register as a mutant. Is it set modern? It's, it's set, it seems Slight to be set future? like, yeah, it's like, it had a year and it was 2019. Um, so, uh, mutant, some kind of registration act is underway. There's people out, there's like the Sentinel services is out, like hunting mutants down. They said, I like, see the, the Sentinels, Sentinels, like mm-hmm. the big metal one. Right now, we have humans. So, and they said, you know, Depending on where the series goes, you could see a lot of really recognizable X-Men stuff. We keep it small. We have a season in the bag, and you know that's a small story, but it seemed interesting. They were very passionate about, it, which I which I really like. The Matt Nix, I believe, is the guy who's the showrunner on this. He was like, they approached me and said, "Do you want to do something in the X-Men universe?" He said, "I've always wanted to do something in the X-Men universe. Please let me do that." 
And so his um, his excitement for the project was really, really infectious. And I, I was like, okay, well, this guy really likes it. We'll see how this goes. I may check out episodes and then make a decision after that. Yeah. But this 12 minutes was intriguing enough. You know, it's like chopped it up so, you, so it's all part of fingers. Yeah. Essentially, it's like, mm-hmm. what's going to go on with that story and that story? And then who's this guy? But interesting enough. Very cool. All right. Let's get to Saturday. Yeah. Big day. Lots of things <laughs> happened. We already know that the West were going to go that well. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, we waited, did all that, got inside, sat down, relaxed for a bit, and then things got underway. What happened first? Jordan, what happened first in the, in the Saturday in March? Just League. Uh, that wasn't happened no. first. You happened first. You're done. It. Brian, what happened really happened first? It's election Saturday. I'm going to probably say it wrong. Was it a red player? Or... Red player. Red player. Oh, what happened? Oh, what happened? Oh, I know. I know. I was myself. That, and, and it turned me off because of the Iron Giant, so I kind of just killed it for me right there. Okay, Ready? so what? Awesome. So maybe you probably should okay. skip me for this one. At least you got part of that right. I'm going to roll in the movie. Let's, 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 let's see that. Let's set the back. Okay. All of you guys. <laughs> let's, what, we, we got to back up here. First thing that happened is the whole, the, the screen's yes, expanded yes, and how you cool. get, which is always cool. I've never seen you haven't seen, you haven't been here in a while. You Mm-hmm. I, I looked at him and I was like, why did you tell me about this? <laughs> like, the lights started going, and all of a sudden those curtains started going back. it's a cool like, surprise. <laughs> yeah, Corey's going like, look over there, look over there. I'm like, I can't I look at all the three places. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was pretty deep. cool. So, I, like, in Hot to describe this, and uh, we were describing this before on the podcast, we talked about Summer Science, so Comic-Con. But so there's, like, a, there's <laughs> yeah. a giant screen in Hall H, just multiple giant screens, but the giant screen in the front. And when Warner Brothers comes in, they did now, they expand the screen. Giant curtains, like, plaque around the entire room. And so, like, it's not, it's just, like, this giant, huge panoramic screen all of a sudden where, like, things are flying all over. It's all connected. It's really, it's really neat. It's really impressive. And, yeah, first thing that Mon, not impressive to Brian, but impressive to the rest of us, was Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. <laughs> Steven Spielberg's at Comic-Con hanging out. He's like, hey, it's me, the beard. What's going on? And, like, everybody on stage is like, I can't believe we're Steven Spielberg films. And that's T.J. Miller, exactly. He's like, I can't believe it. I call him Steven Spielberg by his full name, because why wouldn't I? <laughs> and, yeah, they showed us the thing. You can see the trailer. We probably posted it at some point on the list. <laughs> uh, you can find a river, you probably watch already. You might just do a Comic Con podcast. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm very excited about Ready Player One. That was, that was my favorite, like, trailer that I, like, a trailer you could see right now. See, I thought that was super cool, like, seeing all these worlds become. It was like watching, like, a Cooper Rabbit with, like, Steve Spielberg VR involved. Like, crazy. Uh, after that, what happened? Jordan, second chance. What happened next? Westworld. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 this next one was really no, the, was really. Uh, I love the way they utilized this. Yeah, because they started doing the timeline of Blade yeah. Runner as it, mm-hmm. you know where we last left off mm-hmm. and what happened and going into the new iteration of the, the franchise. So, that really like the way they took advantage of the. Uh, around. I agree, especially I've been very skeptical about Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I obviously see it. Uh, I mean, and I'll be excited as I can be. I just I liked any really like the director. It'll look great with Roger Deakins shooting and everything, yeah. and Harrison Ford. It's the movie he hated working on the most, and he's back. So it's like clearly he saw something in this script. <laughs> uh, but that timeline was cool. Like it was like okay, that's a neat like establishing of like what's going on. Why what what's going on now that we're in 2049? I thought that was neat. But before that even happened, though. <laughs> Jared Leto hologram came out. <laughs> Jared Leto comes stage and we think it's Jared. I was kind of like, is, is, he, is he actually there? I couldn't quite. And then at the end, it like phases out of it. It's like, okay, that was the hologram. And it was like most normal Jared Leto has been. <laughs> I, I've like towards the end of him talking, I kind of like zoned out. Uh, and then 
he disappeared. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> and he was like dressed like a Bee Gees. Like, that's what I kept thinking. Yeah. Like, he had weird, like, yeah. future he's 70s He's from the future, but yeah. he's like 70s, yeah. It's... But yeah, the show, tw- they, like, the, the, the Harry Potter, Ryan Gosling, and a lot of guys came out, and they're talking, yeah. and they're like, what? The show, like, the weird hook to choose is just, just like, here's a show of Ryan Gosling talking to someone, and no, not be an impressive production design around him, near to recording from the It's like, okay, that's a clip you showed. I yeah, guess. It, <laughs> it was a bizarre clip. That's a bizarre clip to choose. But, like, it was very... It's relevant, uh, I guess, to... Like, detached, yeah. sort of like how the original movie is. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of, like, holds you at a distance, which is what the clip did. So... Yeah, I had that same reaction at first where I, I wasn't very excited about it. But the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. I, I thought, it, well, it's, it's keeping with the tone of the original, at least. That, yeah, but like a comedy thing, like, why don't they show the scene of, like, like him and Dave Bautista the crap out of each other? Yeah. Like, that seems like yeah. you'd show a comic on. <laughs> right. But they did show the, the, the new trailer that was already on, so they showed yeah. the trailer there. Then. After that, then what happened? Brian, what happened after Labor? <laughs> Stranger <laughs> Things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jordan used the word infectious before, and that's what the Justice League panel for me was. It was just amazing. Uh, the energy levels were infectious. I mean, say what you want about the trailer, the, the, the prior movies, the energy level at that panel when Jason came on stage, mm-hmm. running from the back room with, with the trident, all his interactions with Critic, this is just amazing. It was a, I a great way to uplift the crowd and... Get, get them interested in you know whatever's there in the show, and just to have the just like cast that's up there too was amazing. And that's what I came for. Um, you know, you got the wraparounds too. I mean, they took really good, good cool advantage of those, but uh, and they made a lot of announcements there too. Like when the when those the when the okay. DC stuff started happening, mm-hmm. they start flashing the titles of upcoming movies. So you go like yeah. Super Suicide Squad two, mm-hmm. Flashpoint, The Batman, yeah. Wonder Woman two. Green Lantern, Lantern Core, yeah. Justice League Dark, Batgirl, exactly. Yeah. So they and like Superman to... is still dead. Superman, no, no <laughs> mention. They only mentioned Superman came during during Q and A. We'll get to that. But no, but most he was great. He's a great friend. Yeah. And they yeah. like an early clip um, of of off, like oh, a, some footage James, one put together. James went video to to. Yeah, it reminded me of um, those teasers in like the early '90s, like the Godzilla or like Independence Day type teasers, which like you don't really see. Uh, like the main monster or main character was like it definitely reminded me of the Godzilla like two guys fishing on a boat mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <And> like, <okay. laughs> they're pulled uh, it was cool the Aquaman yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, was, they're, like, they show like this giant they, it's a clever reveal of like the giant the army underneath yeah, yeah. the water Aquaman's brother um, like under, spoilers the, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's a more reveal like I'm just second knowledge right? like hands of water see like the, the soldiers may, on the sharks may or yeah. may not have been Aquaman's brother. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then yeah, the cast came out for all of Justice League. They all like walked down the floor and everything. Yeah. And I think the best part about that panel is I just that, which I think was very deliberate because of how dark you would say the Batman v Superman was as far as what the movie was doing. This is really emphasized. This is Bronze shaking, shaking. Yeah, I mean, same could be for Civil War though. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. It's a blast to watch. <laughs> I don't feel bad. Like, all the, all the, uh, Doctors. Well, I mean, like, yeah, like, that's what I was going to say. Like, all the, they seem to be having a good time. Yeah, and they also genuinely like each other. And they seem like a team. Uh, especially the way they... You, you could see their respect for Zack Snyder. Like, they, mm-hmm. they really have a lot of love for, for Snyder. And they had really great anecdotes to tell about him. Um, and even... Who was Ray? Uh, Ray Fisher. Yeah, yeah. He was wearing this is like I R Z S. Yeah, Z S. And 
I, I yeah, I thought that was just a blast to see them interact with each other. Yeah, it, that's that's that the highlight was supposed to be on purpose, yeah. just to show you that this is supposed to be fun. Like this is, is going to be, regardless of what your thoughts on Batman vs Superman, Justice League is is going to be like, oh, we got people like working together and make it not necessarily make it like Marvel, but make it like a, a thing where you have these heroes all together. We should be having a good time with these heroes being together. Well, in that trailer, yeah, it didn't look like a Marvel movie, but looks just as fun. It look, well, it looks it, it, it has that better feel to it. I would say it has has that kind of, of what I like about what I like about <laughs> what I like about BS is that I think Larry Fong cinematography is good in that movie. There's a lot. There's other things that I'm not. You know, Brian, you're a bigger of it. Brian, Brian, you're not a big. Fan. I'm not. This is all. a different discussion. <laughs> yes. But what I do like, and I've described it to you, I think it, he at, at its best, it makes like Alex Ross paintings come to life mm-hmm. in those movies. And I think it's it, fair. If there's something I'm going to get out of Justice League at the very least, it's going to see like these epic scenes of like all of these heroes in one frame. Just looking iconic, like they should. This kind of establishment. He also made Jason break a chair on stage. Yes, he did. Yeah, he got super simple <laughs> chair. He had to break another chair. <laughs> so what happened at Justice League? Well, real quick, Ben Affleck, oh, oh Batman. Oh, yeah, Ben Affleck was very, very sure because there's rumors going around that maybe yeah. he's not going to be Batman after <laughs> one day long drama. And that was the first question. Like Hardwick, Chris Hardwick was the moderator. He asked, he's like, a lot of things, a lot of rumors going on, right? You know, he's like, let me make it clear. Was he drunk at first, though? He dropped drop some F-bombs at first. No, that's so just like, Affleck. Hmm. That's the Affleck I know. Yeah. <laughs> he, this seemed like the most, like, back-to-Kevin-Smith-days Affleck I've seen in a while. Yeah, like, he, like, he felt free from something. Probably because he's not directing Batman anymore. He's, well, like, he's a big weight off his very enthusiastic and loose. Generally, he has, yeah. yeah. I think, no, it was during that press run around when Live By Night went out and everything, yeah. when he just seemed depressed because everyone wanted to ask right. about Batman and not about Live By Night, yeah. which wasn't supposed to be very good. So, I mean, so... <laughs> now he's like... Okay, I made my movie. I passed that. I get to be Batman. I'm talking about this other movie that we're doing. Like I'm having fun with my friends on stage. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he seemed yes, he seemed very enthusiastic about being Batman and whatnot, and dis- yeah. dispelled rumors that he'd be stepping down anytime soon, depending on how things go. And yes, Henry Cavill did not show up. There's no, no, no Superman. He's dead. What happened? <laughs> what, did, what did ask in the crowd? Was it? I'm trying to remember now. That's like the role in the. No, 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 no. He oh, asked, he asked where Superman. Oh, where is Superman? Jason Momoa replied. He said. He's dead. <laughs> I, was, I was just laughing. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. He's like, I, He's like, I, I, I don't I, know if your parents told yep. you. He's dead. <laughs> um, let's keep going to the heavier hitters because after that one was the Entertainment Weekly's Women Who Kick Ass panel with Charlie Theron. That's fine. They interviewed Charlie Theron about stuff going on and whatnot, but that's there's no news there. It's just, okay, there's Charlie Theron. She kicks ass in movies sometimes. It should have been plural. It should have been singular. Women who kicks ass. Well, because it's normally the women who kick ass panel because multiple women come out, but this is like icon edition or something like that. Regardless, <laughs> doesn't the next panel. Like, there's only one woman who kicks ass. <laughs> She's Karen. Get her on stage. The, the panel after the Stranger Things panel. Yes. Um, this is for season two of Stranger Things. And this is a lot of fun. It's it a fun panel because those, those, like, kids. Those, those kids have like they'll have fun. Like yeah. They get to have fun on the stage and everything. Um, and, and Hopper. And, and Hopper. <laughs> Jim Hopper. Um, <laughs> David David Harbour mm-hmm. from the Brave New Warriors. Oh yes, one of the, one of the, one of the one sexy of, men. Absolutely, <laughs> one of the more entertaining, <laughs> not necessarily sexy, sexy men. Um, who, Pat was Pat Oswalt was the moderator for that. That was I, I enjoyed Pat there. He sounded like he was being fun of a lot of the like with talking dad bod with Harbour. <laughs> when Matt Modine came on stage and he had like a bed on, he was wearing debt like yeah. a jacket. He's like, here, <laughs> as uh, Dr. Brennan, and here to tell you ecstasy after the show. <laughs> 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 Matthew Modine. <laughs> 
<laughs> then you have that joke about filming it. And he's like, oh, please take your cameras out and film it at a bad angle <laughs> and a blurry. Yeah. <laughs> and be sure you're breathing heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Say how good it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was cool. It was fun, the fun panel. And then they showed the trailer. The trailer. Yeah. I was super excited about the, like, the character. The, the thriller beat started. Right. It was already like, okay, this is cool. We're seeing new Stranger Things. But, but thriller beats started going with, with the trailer. Like, Vincent Price's voice came on. You started mm-hmm. hearing it. It's like, this is cool. I like the. It was edited very well. Yeah. And I was waiting for that laugh at the end. I'm like, oh, that's how it's <laughs> The Vincent Price laugh. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. yeah. It, was, um, it made me want to rewatch the first season again. Yeah. I, I, watched, I binge watched that in a day. Yeah, so same with me. Easy. Yeah, I've, I've never seen it, but I've, I've always wanted to. I just haven't had time. But watching the panel, it's like, oh, I should, I should oh, go home it, and dude. watch it. This yeah. Like Oswald said, it's like says Steven Spielberg did a Stephen King book, like John Carpenter music behind. Like that's exactly what. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's something I want to see, but I just haven't made time for it. And there are two new characters, right? Three new Red characters. Ranger. Yeah, they had the Red Ranger from Power Rangers. Yeah. Plays, well, what I assume was probably a bully. I think that's what he was. Yeah, a he was yeah. like a villain. Like, or yeah, it's like a bully. Um, yeah. A new uh, Paul Reiser. Yeah, Paul Reiser, who plays another yeah. like scientist guy, of some kind. Just to clean up. Just to clean up what was going on with Matthew Modine's yeah. character. And, and a new he girl. may or may not be a villain too. He may yes, or may not. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but he's Paul Reiser, so he's probably a dick regardless. <laughs> <laughs> And then a new younger, a young actor, I forgot mm-hmm. the name, but she plays a character named Mad Max, who I assume yep. some boys are going to probably have crushes on. Great drama. Um, hmm. she, they said something, oh, she moved there from California or something. Like that. And there was like a big reaction from the crowd. I was like, oh, Looks, wow, I guess this is a big plot point. Sorry, to cut you off. <laughs> no, go, go. no, yeah, it's probably best. Um, let's, not forget, let's not forget the best part of the panel, though. What was the best part? I was sitting right there by the, you know, with the people that asked the questions, mm-hmm. and that girl takes off her mask. She had this red rubber mask on. She's oh, been okay. sitting there the whole panel, and she gets up, and she takes her mask oh, off. Oh, okay. And everyone's like cheering, and I'm like, like who is that? And like, then she says, you know, it's for Barb. Who's the actor? Shannon, Sharon, Shannon. Yeah, and I'm like, Purser, oh, Barb. I forgot about Barb, yeah. <laughs> This will make Jordan. This bar stuff will make sense to you once you watch the show. Yeah, man. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. No, none of it will, except for the bar man. But I'm sure you've heard the barb name being thrown around. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, is that like a uh, pregnant Taylor Swift or something like that? I can't. I can't put my finger on it. I'm like, who's that? And then they said Justice for Barb. And I'm like, oh man. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The actor to play Barb, Emmy nominated actress to play Barb, is what came on stage. He asked. Barb has come back. And there was a decidedly big oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> did they have a chair on the stage for her? Yeah, there was an extra chair on stage. So they, this is all stage. Because it, it, it seemed pretty genuine. I mean, they, they had people, but they get paid that. I mean, there's really no they're just got chairs out there, so yeah. you have to pay to act exactly. Um, okay, so Stranger Things happened. That's cool. Yeah. What was after Stranger Things? The most boring. <laughs> the most boring. Yeah. The one we've been alluding to. <laughs> I, I, text, I remember texting Jordan, and people were falling asleep all around me. I mean, literally just coughed out. I have pictures of it, but I said this is unfortunate because the show's okay, and but this panel just sucked. It's yeah, it was, no one was answering questions. It was, it was really well, yeah, because they kept like or Jonathan Jonah, as he's called Jonah Nolan and his Lisa Joy, who are like co-runners on the show. They kept taking like every single question, and all the kids were like, "Okay, we're kind of not doing yeah. much." First world, uh, Reggie Watts was the host, which I was excited for at first, and then he started doing yeah. like an accent, mm-hmm. like a what, like a Western accent, like mm-hmm. a cowboy accent, and it was just like really awkward and never really became funny. Oh. And like the whole, I, yeah, because cool. Reggie Watts is great. Yeah, like, so I, cool. I, he had, he kind of ended cool as he like sang a random like Western theme song, right. or like as the 
Cass is leaving. But like, it's just, it wasn't going anywhere. It was like, we were talking about the Game of Thrones. It's just really dry. Really dry. But it had so much potential. Uh -huh. there, but... They had Chris's brother. The Howard jo the Joe the Howard <laughs> Meat was, yeah, the, the Nolan brother. In the beginning, they, they showed a uh, short blooper reel, which was pretty funny. Yeah, they showed a reel at the beginning, which was funny. And they yeah. showed, at the very end, they showed the, like a, like a minute-long trailer for season two, which isn't coming until 2018. Exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah, filming it for... Yeah, they're going to be filming for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But they had, like, all the heavy, like, except for Anthony Hopkins, they had every single, like, major cast player. Yeah, they just yeah, it was wasn't... Like 20 yeah, it was like a huge panel. It's, it's it hard. Just... It's hard to, like... Yeah. But it's because things just happen, and that was, like, a fun panel to watch. And this yeah. one just... But, yeah, it, 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 but then it gets racist fun, too. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It was it's a disaster. Interesting note, too. It would be just take a nap, that Ryan said. You know, get ready for the mall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bathroom, we get a yeah. hot dog. Um, that is going to be one of the first HBO shows to be on 4K, though. First season of Westworld. I like Brian thinking business here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with the 4K all again. He's, he's all like writing down like, okay, which 4K discs am I going to be getting in there? <laughs> but yes, we're, yeah, 4K Blu-ray for yeah. for uh, Westworld season one. Uh, okay. Fall asleep in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the Emmys seem to think that Westworld was amazing because it. Uh, I, I like Westworld. It's, it's not like it's not yeah, it great moments. Like it wasn't yeah great moments in it, but like the the, the show was defining the year for me last year. It was like okay, but anyway, last thing the Marvel panel. The Marvel panel happened. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, yes, it, Warner Brothers and DC gets, like, presentation points as far as having the expanded screens or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But there's, some, there's a lot of good footage that they showed the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Uh, it started out with the um, with Paul Rudd and Michael Peña in a film bit yeah, um, where, they, where they recapped the entire MCU, uh, doing a lot of improv, a lot of jokes. We kept showing a chapter photo of Robert Dejean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the Hulk. I didn't see the Hulk. They, the yeah, they, they, kept, like, they made a lot of fun jokes, and then it turned out they, the reveal was that they were talking to Michelle Pfeiffer the whole time, uh, who was playing um, Janet Van Dyne, the, Michael Douglas's wife from the first. He's going to be in the next movie, so that was like the, the announcement for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Coming next July. Um, after that, they uh, Kevin Feige, Chris Hart moderating again. Kevin Feige preserved the spear kind of the MCU and everything. He, he, he talked about Captain Marvel for a bit. They showed some um, concept whatnot. Brie Larson, like the, the uh, Captain Marvel costume, they talked about what the, the, the movie's going to be set in the, 19, the early 1990s. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it'll have Nick Fury, who will have both eyes. eyes both eyes for Nick Fury at this time. And they'll be fighting the Scrolls. So there you go. Anyone that's been wanting the scrolls since they didn't get them in the Avengers, which was the original plan, um, they'll finally get them in this movie. So is there gonna be like early '90s music? Some oh yeah, poison, be a lot, lot of grunge, 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 no poison, in grunge, grunge, like the end of the '80s hip hop mm -hmm. era. Get that poison song in there. <laughs> I know you like. Yeah, it. I'm sure we'll work with that. Yeah. Five times in there. Right. Some yeah. new kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, after Cap talked about Marvel, that's when uh, the Thor. Hey, ask him back. You mean to say poison? You mean poison song or yeah, poison the band? Yeah, the song. Okay, you song. can put both in there. Because grunge, grunge music did kill off poison, the band. <laughs> <laughs> back in the early 90s. I'm sure that'll be a subplot. See how she's really pissed off about everybody wearing flannel. Um, after Thor Ragnarok next, they brought up the... Whoa, 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 what? Whoa, whoa, what? What? What else? He did get a uh, trophy before Thor. Yes. You know, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah um, Lifetime Achievement. Oh, great. Kevin Feige was with an Ink Pot Award, which uh, the, pro, the director, Eddie Ibrahim, he brings out to the uh, to, to some guests every now and then for like their just 
what they've given to the world of, mm. of, of comic books. Felt like a made, made up reward. He's yeah. done the come I've seen yeah, it's like, here's his black trophy. Like, <laughs> Kevin Feige's like, we're going to throw it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he did it in the Defenders panel yet, the other day, the other day before with the Jeff of the Globe, and I've seen it do him in other years. It's a neat thing. Then they brought up Thor Ragnarok. They had Taika Waititi, a long cast, Soundworth, Tom Hiddleston, Jeff Bloom. Everybody, keep shit. Keep, keep my shit. Calm down. It's like, what is happening? Uh, they all, They're all there because they needed a friend. They needed a friend, yes. Taika Waititi is such a fun <laughs> presence to have on yeah. stage. Like, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's the director of What We Do in the Shadows and Hunt for the Wilder People, two films that I was a really big fan of. I'm sure Jordan would be like, oh my god, I love my <coughs> um, I was so happy that the one actress who's in all those films is in Thor. I, I always forget her name. Uh, Who is uh, the officer in Hunt for the Wilder yeah, People? Yeah, so the child services. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they they all came out down the line and everything of question whatnot. And then they showed up. They showed up. At least they sort of led into it. I assume as a trailer, because the Thor trailer online. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they showed Thor stuff, and it looks fun. Like I can't wait for this yeah. movie. I mean, mainly because the Taika Waititi fact is like that's a left field choice that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. But why not? And this looks like it's just a big colorful Thor adventure. Mm-hmm. And so, we at Wise the Blue like the Thor movies quite a bit, I believe. It, it, kind, of, it, it kind of feels like a, a fun Guardians of the Galaxy movie, just just the overall vibe of that that, that trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. Yeah, it has like like, like that flash. Minus the, hair, minus the haircut, I don't agree with that. You don't like that's, that's not Thor though. But they didn't. I mean, he didn't get it. Will he didn't go to? Yeah. He didn't go to Super Thor. <laughs> <and get everything>. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I, uh, let, let Hole be talking in this movie. We yeah. got to talk Hole. Spoilers. Yeah. Or he may not be talking. Yeah. So I thought it was funny that in Ready Player One, the beginning, um, the song was the pure imagination, the imagination from yeah. Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. And then in Thor, when he was going through the tunnel, they played the same they, song. They, yeah. They, yeah, yeah, that's what going, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, Thor stuff was cool. After that, Black Panther. I can't wait for Panther. I am a huge fan of Ryan Coogler as a director. I really like Fruitvale Station. High on my top ten list here. I was a huge fan of Creed, also on my top ten <laughs> list that year. Yeah. Um, so him going to Black Panther, a movie that I, let alone Black Panther, and I really like his character, and I can't wait to see like a movie. His introduction in Civil War, I thought was great. It's like mm-hmm. we already got the origin stuff out of the way, so it's like it could just be a Black Panther movie. And so you have Chadwick Boseman and everybody else coming out on there. And they showed footage for Black Panther. And, like, the enthusiasm is really cool. I like seeing, mm-hmm. like, Coog- Coogler, like, seems like such a... He seems so, like, blessed to, like, be involved in a project like this. I just having gone from like, such a smaller film <laughs> yeah. to, like, like my passion project is to make a Rocky sequel <laughs> to now making Black Panther for Marvel. And, like, going down the line, the other cast members seem, seem like, into it. This is all not fast, but it's, you know, it's like, a, like how black can we make this movie? <laughs> it's like we've done it. Um, but then they showed a big clip from that, which this is pretty a very cool. tense clip. It too. was. What I like is that they've described in the past as supposed to be kind of like a globe-trotting James Bond yeah. type. But like all these Marvel films have the kind of different sub-genres established to them. Like this new Thor's Flash Gordon, essentially, or like, mm-hmm. like, a, like a space opera type thing. Yeah. The Captain America movies have been like Tom Clancy thrillers. This is supposed to be like a globe-trotting spy adventure. And the vibe from that clip looked like a spy adventure. Yeah. Like they're just like, they're well, like secretly in a casino, like going on a little mission, getting Andy Serkis and everything. Like it looked really cool. And if you have a glim, you might as well put it to use, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, hours I told her, I was like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, Dirk is back as Ulysses like, Claw, and he has, like, yeah. a fake arm that looks like a giant cannon. Yeah. yeah. Was, like, oh, so, that was crazy. Sweet. But, uh, it's so awesome that the suit just turns into the Black Panther. Yeah, they, like... <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not too privy on the whole comic series. I didn't mm-hmm. read that comic, but uh, who's who the villain that looked just like him at the end? In, in the oh, they would turn, like, more to another Panther-type suit? Yeah. That might, that might be Jordan's character, right. um, Eric... 
say his air. I can't think of the name right now, but um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's like yeah. he wants the throne. I guess like, I got to learn how they how they morph and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> and I, when they, when the logo appeared back on, they put the they put part of that uh, that run the jewels back. I, if they're gonna, I like that run the jewels is gonna be like ACDC was right. Run the jewels for black. Yeah, that's awesome. choice. Perfect choice. Love run the jewels. Put it and, all in there. Uh, so yeah, Black Panther and Kevin Feige is like, all right, we have the two movies and we're out of here. But then like uh, Hemsworth and Hiddleston and Ruffalo yeah. and Bozeman help come back on stage like, wait, we got some Avengers up here. Why don't we like, yeah, aren't we? <laughs> 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 this is great for the audio. I'm just waving my hand back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> I did say that like three times. Over the yeah, they're really going. Two movies, two movies, two movies. I, I, obviously, you're show <laughs> Avengers. I, I'm a big fan of like, just looking at the bits and like frowning up on them when it comes to coming out. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> We're all here for their thing, but they're like, let's go on with this stage thing we're yeah. doing. And then they're like, all right, let's show some Avengers Infinity War. And they showed a, like a two minute, two and a half yeah, minute, like clip of. Well, yeah, first, yeah, first it was like a giant recap. <laughs> Very similar to the Paul Rudd and Michael Pena. Yeah, like but just boring. It was like, I've seen yeah. these movies. So let's yeah. move on to new footage, not the recap stuff. Yeah. But yeah, then it got into, yes, it got into a whole montage of like action sequences and what have you where just all of these characters are binding in this one giant movie <laughs> that's there's lots of t- you have you have yeah. doc range and star lord and thor and iron man Guardians. and spider-man like ant-man though Maybe maybe he was there the whole time. Is there? Yeah. Just like in Justice League, I assume the Invisible Jets in every scene in that movie. Right? Like it, that's mad. Um, there's a lot of. There's a lot of people. Characters in there. There's a lot of people in this. What do you think, Brian? What do you think about the Infinity War footage? Genuinely excited for it. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see them bring the galaxies together. Like like. Uh, just, we have the Guardians of the Galaxy meets Thor in that, in that trailer. Yeah. I believe it's the trailer that actually aired last week at uh, Disney's... Yeah. At the D23? Yeah. I uh, purposely didn't read anything because I could read Pussy's League. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only thing you and I were talking about in parallel between the Justice League and this trailer was mm-hmm. I thought the Thanos CG was a little shaky, but... you know, It's, maybe also, it's, it's also not done. Yeah, like, maybe it's, like, it's early, so... No um, what? It's a year away. I know, but... I, I, Leave I, it alone. He really wasn't that impressive to me in Guardians, the way he was yeah. presented, but, you know, you know, you know I'm, I'm happy to see this. I want to see all these... This melting pot, they've been together for the past 10 years, all together, and the galaxies and the, and the Earthlings come together to fight, so... That's certainly something I'm very interested in. I, I, personally, I feel like I'll probably be more happy with Panther than I will be with Avengers Infinity War, but mainly because I just... I don't know how this works, and if they, I assume they'll, I can't imagine it not being fun, but I'll be very curious how a movie can manage, like, 35 different characters and make that, like, satisfying beyond the fact that I'm just seeing this happen, like, in Mm -hmm. front of me. Is it going to be a great story that's really, like, like is Thanos going to, after 10 years of these movies, is Thanos going to be the one villain that's like, well, well, this is, that's why the other ones were not that great, because they just need Josh Brolin, apparently, is that going to be the, I don't know. I I will say this, though, uh, everything much for the new Thor has been spoiled for me. I mean, I know much doubt coming for all the characters in that movie. Yeah, spoilers no. for Thor. <laughs> Especially for Thor Ragnarok. Right. Infinity War stars Loki, Thor, Hulk. Well, even some of the Thor footage they One, showed. Uh, space. showed uh, yeah, they show, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. May so, or may not show them together, yeah. So I assume that in Thor Ragnarok, he just floats off at the, at the very end of the film. Like, <laughs> cut the credits. Like, the Guardians uh, pick him up. Well, well, yeah, and then two boys. But I, I wonder if they'll show like that, that short teaser in December for Jedi with that 
scene with him being picked by guardians because everyone will they'll, they'll have some trailer because I think it's the last Jedi so they'll have no but I wonder if they show that one clip of him being picked oh. up by guardians I'll be curious what kind of edited trick excuse me edited trailer they wind up with when it comes to this thing but well by, by that time Thor would be out a month already well yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I mean right I, yeah, I mean, the, one, the other thing we didn't talk about was, the, like, the, the Hulk, you said that he talks, but mm-hmm. the, the interesting thing they brought out at the panel, too, is the fact that the past two years, he's been missing. He's been Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's, yeah, he refuses to change back. Yeah. So, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, it's... I'm very curious what the that relationship's going to be like in a, what seems to be, like, a buddy comedy <laughs> for <laughs> the Hulk. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's all of Saturday. I think. Well, let's get to the yeah. talk. Oh, wait, what did we get? I, I didn't miss. I didn't miss posters, a panel though because of posters. Of didn't time. miss a panel because of. Uh, yeah, we got some posters too. We got some exclusive posters. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't pick mine up yet. Um, I did miss the X Files. I know. Yeah, you're against that. Dave Uh, miss that, but. Uh, some, some I did. I did some small stuff. You guys, the, the biggest thing of, of the pretty much the, the whole convention. Yeah. The, 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 the people Marvel. were sleeping outside yeah, exactly. since last. Yeah. Year. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I went to some really fan-oriented things. I went this morning. I went to a Avatar: The Last Airbender fan-run panel. Cool. As a, <clears throat> a woman who's who goes by her her uh, screen name or whatever you want to call it, Avatar Mom puts on this panel every year. Uh, Avatar and, and Legend of Korra have been off the air for a little while now, but but she continues this tradition of bringing uh, artists and people who are fans of the show to kind of talk about their connection to this show that has people. It was it was it was excellent. Uh, there was a person who does Avatar fan art, a person who does costuming, a person who makes little metal pieces, earrings. Korra statues, things like that. Not M Night Shyamalan. They had they had a little joke about M Night Shyamalan. It was great. There was a, a, a guy had put together this video of Shyamalan talking about some movie, and then he had put at the end of it that he was talking about what he sh- showed as like the Last Airbender two, the Legend of Korra, and Korra was spelled wrong. It's like all it was <laughs> starring like Kylie Jenner or something. It was like the worst possible version of this thing. It was great. A nice little for the fans. They had sing along. There was. Uh, costume show, uh, uh, contest, uh, ten different people had sh- shown up as uh, Aang and Korra and just all this different stuff. It was it was just this really, really beautiful little celebration of this fandom that, uh, and they, that's sort of how they talked about it the whole time. It, it touched a lot of people. This was a show. It's a great show, and it's 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 its legacy will continue for a long time. I believe that there's a Dark Horse comic series. It's still on, ongoing right now that continues. These side stories that could, could have happened in the, the, the main series, uh, te- television shows on Nickelodeon. I assume as Nickelodeon sees this as like a cash cow that they'll have something after Korra at some point, or maybe they'll do some cool series or something. <laughs> but but um, it was Dante Boggs, the, the voice of Zuko in the show, the the person who played Rufio in, Rufio. in Hook. Um, they had the voice of Korra. They had a gentleman who you D. Bradley yeah, Baker, there you go. Like the voice of the animals. The voice of Momo and, and Appa. Um, they, it was just it was just so cool. They did like a, a reading of a comic book. Those voices, those people playing the voices of their characters, mm-hmm. used them in character with the comic pages. They're you know they're reading on the fly. Like this is a comic book that came out last week, and so, so they don't, they don't know the stuff. <laughs> they're not in this big recording studio doing this. They just read it, and it's great. Like, Everyone was so excited about this. It was just this really cool fan-oriented event, and and that was something you know you, you guys had these gigantic, massive blow the doors off kind of things that everyone wants to be buzzy and talk about. But like we had mentioned earlier, there's these mm-hmm. nice little things. It's a it's a very large event, and sometimes you can get lost in just the 
here's the the big bombast when there's you know hundreds of hundreds of rooms there are things to do things things that you just don't you couldn't think about yeah. uh, I, I, when I saw it on the schedule I was like I really like Avatar if I don't have else I might go check it out now if I come back to Comic Con on this will be something to look for every year um, the other fan boarding I went to was it's called the Arkham Sessions. There's this podcast that's run uh, by uh, a woman, Dr. Andrea Latamendi, and her co-worker, I guess, Brian Ward. They run a podcast on um, the psychology of Batman the Animated Series. Specifically, they've been watching every episode of Batman the Am- Animated Series and analyzing the, the villains and, and Batman's kind of psychological st- state. Mm-hmm. Um, they had uh, Paul Dini, uh, another writer on uh, the Animated Series, uh, Bren Allen Burnett, and then uh, Brendan Fletcher, who writes Gotham Academy and Amanda Batgirl, the comic currently. And they just talked about their their kind of anal- analysis. They were the, the two hosts were like really kind of nervous because they had Paul Dini like sitting right next to them, and they were like, "We we don't expect people of this caliber to even listen to our show. We don't want people." that like work on Batman because we want to keep making this little teeny podcast and talk about this weird stuff that probably people who write Batman don't miss, like analyzing their characters from a psychological perspective but they uh, the writer seemed like very into it cool. it, it was a, a similar, similar kind of thing fan oriented mm-hmm. um, some good questions from the fans uh, some she had she just really exuded this this careful uh, analysis of the character she had a great breakdown of Batman uh, as kind of three characters batman bruce wayne the public figure and bruce the man at home uh, particularly in the animated series which could extend to all batmans in in, in some way um and it was great it was, it was another little small just fun to do uh, a nice relaxing kind of thing where people are talking about a, a thing, thing they love that i mean i it's like a rounded it out of an animated series like trio that i saw the whole time here coming with the mask of the phantasm and uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. So I, I felt like I got a lot of animated series. It's the 25th anniversary of the animated yeah. series, so it makes a lot of sense that they had all these different things going on for it. Speaking of something you love, how was that dinner you had today? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the ramen here in San Diego is exquisite. Uh, it was delicious. Well, very, very cool, guys. This has been, this has been cool. Let's do a quick recap of things. No, uh, but, Brian, you haven't you've been Comic-Con in a few years now. How, is, how, how has it been being back here? Well, the eating in long situation hasn't changed, but mm-hmm. I was happy because I got discouraged about three years, years ago getting shut up out of the panels and not realizing you needed to sleep out overnight and whatnot. So I was very fortunate, I feel, to get into all three days of the panels, seeing everything I wanted to see, for the most part. He, he jokes about, you know, all the things there are to do about at Comic-Con and hundreds of rooms, to be honest with you. I never made it to the second floor. <laughs> the convention floor, all ages, all I did. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to go home with these memories, and I got to see the things I wanted to see. Most important, Justice League and the Marvel panels. So great, I'm happy. Cool, Ron. This is your first Comic-Con. first Comic Con. How'd it go? Uh, the first day, I was a little discouraged. Uh, I waited in a two and a half hour long line to potentially get tickets for an event later that evening, and then got in didn't get the tickets, and then was immediately ushered out. Welcome and, to Comic-Con. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and that was, a, it was like, okay, I guess this is how these days go, is you just wait in line and wait in line and wait in line and wait in line, and then you don't really get to do anything. Then I filled that day up with a really fun, the Rocco panel really like mm-hmm. turned it around for me. I got this cool nostalgic kick, seeing all that was great, but overall, I had a great time. Um, I will likely try to come back uh, if possible. Uh, I'm much more well-oriented to how to do things. 
first day was really chaotic, and I, I read articles about that too. It was more chaotic than they were expecting it to be. Lines were kind of crossing each other, and they didn't know how to let each one yeah. in. The volunteers, uh, essentially, while they're doing a good job of putting people in places, they're not knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe by t today they may have been better about it, but that first day, hey, I'm new to all this, so I need to ask questions. And when people don't, don't have the, the people with the official looking things don't have the answers, it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you're in the sun, it's hot, it's yeah. mid, uh, and I just wanted to get to a place where I wasn't in the sun and end up doing them in that for two hours. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, 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 uh, it was a good time. Uh, I saw a lot of small stuff. I may try to go for the bigger things next year. It seems like it's easier to get in than I would have expected. Like, you know, Brian as long as you're about, organized. Yeah, as long exactly. as you, like, we do, do, do. you make some good friends in line, mm -hmm. which has uh, seemed to work out for a few of you guys. Um, next time I know to combat the sun, we need an umbrella. And they're located next to the Star Wars socks. By the Excellent. Good. Jordan, three years in a row now? Yeah. Oh, that was a big... Seems crazy each year. Like, seems like the process of lining people up is more more jumbled. It was really good the first year. And this year, it was like the worst. Like, no one seemed to know what they were doing. Um, so yeah, it, it is frustrating, and especially with the incident today with the wristbands. I can only imagine how it's going to be next year. Uh, well, yeah, there's well, a, weird rules though. So to, get, to get into Hall H, there's a lot, a lot of waiting you to get a wristband so you can go in the next day essentially. And this year there were making counterfeit wristbands, which that's a whole other thing. Don't need to get too far into that. Yeah. So, but it's it's always fun. Like, I always have a blast. Uh, so yeah. Cool. Anna, mm -hmm. this is your sec. You, you were with me last year for some of Comic Con. This is more more of a complete experience this year, and you got to go into have a Saturday Hall H experience for the first time. How was your How was your Comic Con experience this year? Uh, well, it was fun because I was with you. Okay. <laughs> I think if like I was doing this by myself, I'd be over it because <laughs> it is like so hectic. Um, but it was fun. It was really neat to see like being in that hall though. It was like. All day. All day. It's like, oh my goodness. Let me step outside for a second and get some air. Smelliest environment I've ever been in. But there's also, like, we've obviously are talking more of, like, things that happen inside, being in the halls or the ballrooms. But there's also a lot of things outside. I don't know if anyone else did anything outside. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's something like the Kong uh, experience. Yeah, there there's a Kong like, Skull Island setup. There's a Tick setup. Blade set Runner VR experience. Uh, there's a Legion VR experience. Mm -hmm. I believe. There, there's there was a, a lot of from FX and yeah, FX and Adult Swim has a whole carnival thing. Yeah, yeah. a few years like now. Like giant like red and, and yeah. yeah. How many hot dogs and, and pretzels in one day? <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely a lot of for listeners if they're going to Comic for the first time or haven't gone or they're in the area when Comic Con's happening. There's definitely a lot of things to do outside mm -hmm. as well, and you can also get some free things um, out there. But it was fun. Yeah. This is uh, this is my ninth Comic Con total, my seventh in a row because I just missed one year, oh, oh nine. Um, <laughs> the best year, two thousand nine. It's actually how we met. We met in two thousand ten. Yes, Spartacus. Mm -hmm. it's the Spartacus room. panel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, don't have too much to add. I find it Comic Con. I, I think it's it's a, it's, a, it's a unique experience, especially with things that like Bron you were doing or the, like the location scout. That like it's cool to see the big stuff. I'm really satisfied with seeing the big panels today. That's a lot of fun. But if you can find a way to mix that with seeing the smaller things as well, where you get to find something that you specifically have an interest mm -hmm. in, or you just 
feel like, hey, why not learn something cool about something I don't know too much about but seems kind of interesting? You can get all of that. You can get all of that at Comic-Con. Um, provided you find a way to get to Comic-Con, sure. But even if you don't, you can still go to San Diego, which is lovely this year, and you can like go outside and do all kinds of things about the Badger Comic-Con. It's too hot for some, but... It's too hot for some. <laughs> it's nice right now, in the middle of the night that we're recording, this is about to fall asleep, yeah. and I'm taking way too much of your time sleeping away. But no, I, I, I think we... Between all of us, I think we've all had a good experience at Comic-Con overall. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about a lot of things here. Um, so with all of that said, I'm not going to go over where you can find everybody. We're all a lot of us right or white, so blue. Yeah, that's 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 the thing. Right. That There's some 4K Blu-rays coming out very very soon. <laughs> Westworld, Batman, <laughs> Quinn, and Batman, Batman and Quinn. Yeah. Um, all the others that Brian's reviewing, Brandon's reviewing, and uh, Ron and I review Blu-rays. Jordan, you can read the comic articles and you can do some Blu-ray stuff. Every now and then we got we got a lot of stuff. I yeah. sit here. <laughs> But you're great. <laughs> um, so with all that said, thank you all for sitting with me at this round table yeah, for you. a while so we can talk about all of this. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> it was fun. I hope you all had fun as well. Yeah, it was quiet. I was recording. <laughs> I'm looking at the levels. It looks good to me. This would be a terrible... Well, we had to talk and I'd like to think anyway. This would be a terrible lost episode if we didn't. Oh I'll check it, but it'll probably be... But yeah, and to, thanks again. No, really. Is, I wanted to be able to do it. I think it, it is fun to kind of recap what we've done at Comic-Con. It's neat because I wouldn't have heard in detail what Brian you were able to do, which is something mm-hmm. that, you know, it's yeah. about decidedly different being Hall H all day or what have you. A lot of your listeners got exclusives. Exclusives. But yeah, that's that's gonna do it for this special bonus episode. Thank you all for listening to whatever we had to say about Comic Con. You stuck with us through all the other stuff to get to how bad the Westville panel was. That's you know, it's a good story to have. That wasn't that bad. It wasn't. That bad. That's the worst thing. I see those panels. Someone got stabbed. Panel. Whoa. That was probably still a great panel though. Yeah, that was. That was because that was the night. Wasn't the. No, that was the the Avengers yes. aligned or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. that, that thing. I was there. Not. But no, everybody. Thanks you. You guys for being on. Thanks for listening. Until next time, so long and good night.